front row full and this row. Let's just fill all this in and scoot close. I need to see your eyes because I have to say some things to you and I need to see how nervous you get when I say them. I talked to all the leaders in the quarry and they gave me the names of all the people who the boys like, girls. And I'm going to be reading them tonight. And um, I'm just kidding. I'm just, that's why I want to see you guys sit up here close. Hey, could you open that for me? <laughs> Everybody got really nervous for a second. Thank you. Or I could do that. I think some of the guys are like, yeah, actually, that'd be great. You finally helped me. <laughs> okay. All right, that's enough. That's enough. Settle down, settle down. Hey, tonight we are talking about called out. Speaking of that, that's what I was just talking about. Some of you are getting called out tonight. No, look, we're talking about called out. We're talking about being all in. Last week we talked about purpose and that all of us have a purpose. Excuse me just one second. lost all my notes. Just give me just one second. I'll I'll get them here. Bam. Not even a problem. (laughs) Hey, I was just want to, uh, I I like talking about things that are exciting and encouraging, right? That's fun. Everybody like that? Hey, six people got spirit filled here on Sunday. Isn't that cool? Like, that's awesome because that means our church is moving. We're growing. We're moving forward. People are getting the help that they need. Man, what an asset when I got uh, spirit filled in my life. I grew up in a home and I thought it was super weird. And then it actually happened for me. I finally gave in. It's like, okay, I'll try this thing. And I'm so glad I did. So glad I gave Jesus a chance. And I'm so glad I gave the Holy Spirit a chance because it has changed my life. So, tonight we're going to talk about three things. The title of this message tonight is outrageous generosity. Okay, when I say that, I want someone to name the first thing they think of when I say that. Outrageous generosity, what does that mean? Givers, okay, yeah. Yes, yes, lovers, that's right. No, not Taylor Swift. What else? Outrageous generosity, what comes to your mind? Come on. You just nailed all my points for tonight, and I'm going to let you preach. Here you go. Just kidding. No, actually, all the things that you two have said is what I'm talking about tonight. Point number one tonight, talking about outrageous generosity. Here's point number one. Be outrageously generous with your time and your talents. Time and talents. Those are the two things. We're talking about characteristics of someone who is all in. Someone who is all in is outrageously generous with their time and talents. Check us out. In Colossians 3. 23 through 24 out of the Amplified. It says, whatever may be your task, work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord and not from men that you will receive the inheritance, which is your real reward. The one whom you're actually serving is the Lord Christ, the Messiah. Isn't that awesome? So, Talking about time and talents, talking about serving here, talking about serving in your school, just wherever you serve, you know, you're not just here, you're not just in your school to make someone happy, you're not just there with your time and your talents to make yourself look good, right? There's a, there's a greater purpose. You're here serving, you're here walking out your purpose because you love God and you're doing it for Him. That's the, the very first thing we do it for. We don't do it for approval of men. Well, we don't do it for us so people will, will notice us. We do it first and foremost because we love God. 
But then again, we serve here and we give our time because we do honor our pastors. Do we honor our pastors here? Do we love our pastors? It's awesome. Uh, we honor our leaders and we honor each other with our time and our talents. Does that make sense? One thing I like to bring up is don't just serve when it's convenient. Does that make sense? I've noticed in my life, um, I've noticed the greatest reward when I have served is when I, don't take this the wrong way, when I was inconvenienced. When I had a full schedule and someone asked me to do something, I was like, but I chose to do that thing. To me, that shows you using your time and talent for the right thing. Uh, You know, be led by the Spirit of God on what you're supposed to pursue. But, when someone, when you, uh, when when someone asks you to do something and it inconveniences inconveniences you, but you choose to still do it anyways, that that that's a that means a lot. That means a lot to me. Uh, it means a lot uh, rather, you know, versus when it's just convenient. Because when it's convenient, it's easy, right? Does that make sense? <laughs> here's a here's a fun point. Don't just give your sports team or your job your school, or band. Don't give it just 100% and give God's house nothing. <sighs> Ouch. Don't give your school sports team 100% and give God's house nothing. It happens a lot. Understand when you're in high school, there's sports. Sports are awesome. You should pursue them. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. But you need to make the main thing the main thing. You need to make the person who needs to be in position number one, put him in position number one. Put him in first place. Our God is a God of firsts. And he likes to be first. He's absolutely deserving of it, though. Wouldn't you agree? You know, God deserves our talents and our time more than anything. Um, I used to think, because, like, okay, you guys heard me sing tonight. I don't think I'm just an amazing singer. But I used to think I was going to be, I told some of you guys this, like, in the next big Christian music band. I was going to be touring the Christian radio scene. Oh, man, I was going to be so awesome. Isn't that, does that sound super cool, guys? You guys would be able to uh, hear me in the car, listen to Way FM, and man, I was going to be so awesome. <laughs> hey, thanks. But, but that is me, that was me, wanting to use my time and my talents for myself. Now I get to sing in the local church and use my time and my talents for God, and I absolutely love doing it, and this is where I should be doing it. Not somewhere else where it's not deserved. It is deserved to be in the house. So use your talents for God first before you give them to anyone else. Very important. Use your, ta- use your talents and your time for God first before you give them to anyone else. You know, someone that is all in, they look first how they can use that time and their talent that God has given them to push and advance the kingdom of God forward for this church. Does that make sense? Use your gifts and talents here in this church. Of course, you can use them out out. Uh, on, a, on a sports team. You can use them at home. You can use them at work, anywhere. First, use them here. Does that make sense? Point number two, let's talk about be outrageously generous with your resources. Someone said giving over here. You were right, Emily. Be outrageously generous with your resources. Check this out. Anybody ever heard of this scripture called John three sixteen? Wow, did he just use John three sixteen? Yeah, I did. Probably the most recognized verse in the entire world. And it's so simple, but yet it makes so much sense and it is very powerful. It's just a little bit. But it says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will 
not perish, but have eternal life. It says God gave. We're talking about being outrageously generous with your resources. So since God gave, then what should we do? Hey, good answer. God gave, and we should give. God is our very best example. There isn't a better example. You know, he gave the one thing that was his very best. He gave Jesus to us, right? Everybody received Jesus in here? Are you happy about it? I am. It's, it's the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Look, some of you, talking about giving your best, that's like, let's just say for the guys in here, giving your Xbox away. Oh, man, it's a low blow. Come on, don't do that. Okay, so I picked on the guys. Girls, that'd be like um, the latest and greatest uh, James Charles makeup palette from Ulta Beauty. Does that make sense? God gave his best, and so should we. Does everybody get that reference? Okay. I just know because I just know. If you don't know, then don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. (laughs) So God gave his best, and we can do the same, can't we? And since we're talking about resources, we need to give our best when it comes to the money that we have, right? Check us out, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. It says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or, or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Isn't that awesome? I love that. You know, I know that when you're in, <laughs> when you're in middle school and high school, typically your bank account isn't, isn't flexing under the amount of money that's in there. Hey, some of you, some of you are loaded. Some of these guys who helped me this summer are, are <laughs> I mean, they're, they got so much cash, they, they're just sleeping on it. They're, they're, they're using it as pillow stuffing. But look, I know that sometimes when you're in middle school and high school, the cash flow isn't exactly there, right? Amen? Okay. <laughs> Some of you are like, no, dude, I'm loaded. Okay. <laughs> but whatever amount you do have, the Bible says you can give it cheerfully, and, I mean, and God loves it. That's awesome. God loves a cheerful giver. You know, God cares more about your motive when giving than the amount that you actually give. The amount is irrelevant. It doesn't really matter what the amount is. It matters what's the heart behind it. What's the attitude behind it? What's the motive behind it? That's the important thing. So we need to be outrageously generous with our resources. So whatever you have, hey, don't be a, don't be a Christian who always keeps his hands in his pocket. Come on, let's give some of that stuff away. Come on, Destiny, shout it down. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of times we just want to tell people about God's love, but I have found it in my life because I've, I've gone out, I've done street ministry where you walk up, hey, what's up? You want to talk about Jesus? And people are usually like, no, thanks. And they, I actually had this one, one girl one time, we walked up to this guy and girl. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was supposed to walk up to him, and I should have listened to the Holy Spirit. But I walked up to him and was like, hey, <laughs> would you all like to talk about Jesus? And she's like, um, we're having a very important conversation, so not right now. <laughs> yep. All right, I should listen to the Holy Ghost when he told me not to do that. And uh, that was embarrassing, awkward. (laughs) But I have noticed, from experience, I have noticed that, um, and rather, rather, now telling people about Jesus, you you need to do that, and that is very important. But how about you show them? A lot of times, uh, how about you pad that handshake with a $5 bill, with a $10 bill? Hey, throw a Benjamin in there if you got to. Instead of just saying, Jesus loves you, why don't you give them something? I've noticed that uh, we'll do that at restaurants. Um, 
sometimes when we pray, we'll say, hey, ask the waiter or waitress, hey, what's your name? We're going to pray, and can we include you in our prayer? And usually they say yes. And then at the end, it's not just I write this like, hey, God loves you, and give them, give them their receipt back. Oh, I, I throw some stuff on there to, to show them that God loves them. Does that make sense? Come on, we're talking about being outrageously generous with our resources. But let the Holy Spirit lead you, though, on who to give to, or, or else you won't have anything left over. <laughs> Follow the voice of God when it comes to your giving. Check this out, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You know, I think a big um, trait or a characteristic of someone who says that they're all in, you know, they don't think, mm, how, how little can I give? What's like the smallest amount that I could just squeeze in here and feel better about myself? No, someone who is all in thinks, how much can I give? You know, when you're outrageously generous with people, you show them the love of God, right? So be outrageously generous. Is it good so far? Is it all right? You following? Tracking like a train? You picking up what I'm putting down? Okay, just, just checking. You can never be too sure. All right, last point. Last point. Be outrageously generous with love. Destiny, you said it over here earlier. Everyone guessed my points. It's a terrible message. You don't even want to hear it now. No, be outrageously generous with your love. All right, so something happened to me the other day, and uh, I'm really thirsty. One second. <laughs> Thank you for the sound effects. <laughs> so the other day, I was up on a ladder. So I own a painting business. I was up on a ladder really high. <laughs> it's really funny. I was painting, and I'm way up there. And I was just like, here. Somebody's like, hey, can I ask you a question? I was like, God? And I like looked around, and there's like, Way by the street, there's somebody on the sidewalk like, hey, can, can I ask you a question? I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Let me get down all the way off this 30-foot tall ladder and climb down and walk over to the street. So I did. I wasn't, like, mad, like, oh, why are you asking me this? But anyways, I walk over there. It was really funny. I wish I could impersonate the guy better, but he's just like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to ask you this. Uh, I kept kind of doing that. I just, I'm not really sure how to say this. Uh, and I'm just like, what is going on? Like, what's about to happen here? I was like. Uh, yeah, I was about to, I was like, where's my gun? Where's my gun? I might, I might have to take somebody. To, no, I wasn't thinking that. But I was just like, what's this guy going to ask me? I was thinking he might maybe ask me for money. He said, hey, I'm a man. Uh, I'm a single man, and uh, I have no groceries. I have no food. He said, I'm not even asking you for money, because typically people stop and ask you for money. You know, hey, man, can I get five bucks? Hey, you got like three bucks so I can ride the TARC bus. I've, I've asked, you know, I've been, hey, you got 20 bucks for gas. And, uh. I don't always cave in to pressure like that because that's kind of a high-pressure situation. But uh, I just listen to what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. And if I feel like I'm supposed to, I do. If, if, if I don't feel like I'm supposed to, I say, hey, not, not this time. Sorry. Love you. But uh, he wasn't asking for money. He said, hey, I haven't eaten today. And this it was about 6.30 at night. I was working late. The sun was going down. I was, I was very busy. And so while he's talking to me, he's, you know, he's saying, um, I'm not asking for money. All I'm asking is like, could you give me maybe a dollar amount and we can go get some groceries or, um, you know, you can meet me somewhere and we could get some groceries. And I'm thinking like, well, that's the first time anybody's ever asked me that. It seems legitimate, you know, and I know how to hear the voice of God. You all know how to hear the voice of God. And I just checked with the Holy Spirit real quick. And I just like, no, this is right. I'm supposed to do this. But, you know, just to be honest, I had a lot going on at the moment. I was, I had pain on my hands. 
I had paint buckets sitting out, had my equipment out, and he's asking me to go take him to get groceries, and I'm thinking, I just kind of thought, like, I'm too busy for this. I'm just going to be real. That's, that's exactly what I thought. And, um, but it was kind of strange for the first time, this maybe only happened to be one other time in my life, I just really felt like I felt the Lord's compassion for him all of a sudden. I've never really experienced that before, and um, <laughs> it really corrected me um, for the thought that I just had for, man, I'm too busy for this. Um, I didn't let him see that, that I was thinking that. But so, you know, we wound up, I said, listen, let me pack up my stuff. Um, when I get finished here, where do you live? And he, and he said, well, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, he kept doing that thing again that he did when I first met him. And whew, I just, uh, uh, you, you promise if I give you my address that you'll come get me? I was like, yeah. So I don't know why he kept saying, ah, I, don't know, I don't know how to tell you this. But so he gives me his address. And, and then he started walking away. And he turned around. And he's like, are you sure? Are you really going to do this? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'll come pick you up. Let's go get some groceries after this. So I worked for a little bit more, maybe 20 more minutes. Drove to the house where he said he was going to be, and he was there. And I asked him, hey, where would you like to go? You know, uh, Kroger, Target, Walmart, wherever you want to go. And he said, well, Walmart's closest. Let's go there. And, you know, he goes in there, and he's um, he's picking everything, the cheapest he can get. I think it's like great value brand from Walmart. He's picking everything as cheap as he can get. You know, I'm telling you this story because we're talking about being outrageously generous with love. So don't forget that. These are This is a characteristic of someone who is all in. I'm not saying that's me. I'm just using this story to give a good example, because it really, it really affected me, so we go to Walmart, we roll up in there, you know, we're just casually talking, kind of cracking jokes, and being funny, and he, he's pretty funny, his name is Kenny, he's about 45, and um, we're just kind of cracking jokes, and, and walking, and shopping, and I was having a good time with him, and then I just felt like the enemy shot this little, little phrase in my head, and uh, I felt like it said, you know, he can't do anything for you, I'm just telling you, this is like, honestly, I'm not trying to like, oh, I was so happy to help him. I showed him the love of Christ and had compassion on him. No, I had these thoughts going through my head. I thought, this guy can't do anything to help me. I probably won't see any of this in return. And then I had that thought come to me, and I, I was having a good time with him. I noticed I stopped smiling for a minute. I was kind of walking like, I'm ready, I'm ready to get over with this. I'm being serious. That's exactly what I was thinking. And I'm, I'm wrong for that. I'm not right for thinking that way. But then, I, then again, I felt like I felt that compassion come over me for this guy, for Kenny, and I just, it kind of like, uh, was like wind in my sails again, and I started having a good time with him, and, and I, when I first got there, I said, look, dude, I'll give you X amount of dollars, I'll give you 50 bucks, is what I told him, and that's all, and he's like, okay, man, thank you so much, thank you, I don't know how to repay you, I'm like, you don't have to repay me, it, it'll be fine, so we're going, we're going, and I noticed that we're starting to go over the thing, and he was trying to, over the mountain, he's trying to be real careful, he's trying to be real careful, and get the cheap, he's like, oh, that's a 367, uh, uh, 369, you know, and uh, he's uh, counting all these numbers, and he's trying to figure it out, and I said, hey, man, I just put my hand on, I was like, hey, don't worry about it, let's just get what you need, and then we're about to go up the checkout line, and he stopped, and he's kind of looking over by, like, the girl's makeup, and he's just kind of looking, I was like, please don't ask me for makeup, I'm not buying you makeup, dude, I don't know you, but if you want some lipstick, boy, that's on you, <laughs> you'll have to stand at the front of Walmart and ask for five bucks, and I ain't buying you lipstick, and uh, he said, Hey, I don't have any deodorant. Can we get some deodorant? I said, yeah, let's go get some deodorant. So he, he found the cheapest one. He got some Axe deodorant. He got the cheapest one. He's like, all right. He's kind of holding on to it. I said, dude, get you two. No, no, you're, I'm not going to take advantage of you. I said, no, get you two. And I just, you know, I just tell you this story, you know, wound up going out to the van with him. I didn't say anything about Jesus. I didn't tell him about God yet. I waited because I'm trying to show him 
the love of God. Not just tell him, hey, man, God loves you. I need groceries. Sorry, I can't help you. God loves you. No, I didn't do that. I said, we got to my van, we loaded everything in, and we shut the door. And I said, I said, I gave you a few minutes of my time. How about you listen to me for just a few minutes? And he's like, okay. So we started talking about Jesus. Fortunately, he was saved. I'm not the judge of that. I don't know if he was really or not, but he said he was. And so I'm going to take his word for it. He talked about how he grew up in church and things like that. So, you know, we went home. I gave him a big hug. I walked, in, walked into his house, uh, this house they lived at, and it was one of the roughest scenes I've ever been in. in. Uh, it's just a mess, and there were some really sketchy people, and I did feel kind of awkward in there for a second. Uh, people just kind of sitting there looking at me. There's a pit bull following me. I'm just like, all right, we're doing this thing. Here's your groceries. Bye. <laughs> I said, all right, Lord, I had enough faith to take him to get groceries, but that dog I'm not, I'm not too crazy about. And uh, so on the front steps, I just gave him a big hug, man. I said, hey, man, I love you. I believe in you. I, you know, believe and know that God has a great plan for your life. And, and I, while I'm doing this, he's just, it's just kind of breaking him down. And uh, then I gave him a hug and prayed for him, just that God would bless him and that he would, uh, every day he would grow to know God even more. And uh, I just tell you that story because we're talking about being outrageously generous with love. And it was, it was odd because... Uh, the Sunday before that happened, I was, I was driving home from church. My wife and I drove separately today. I drive home, and I didn't even ask the Lord this. I just kind of thought it, but who knows? The Lord knows our thoughts. And I just thought, man, it'd be really cool this year if we could do something for someone, buy them a Thanksgiving, uh, a meal, buy them a Christmas with meal and gifts, because I grew up in a big family. I had 10 siblings, and uh, there was definitely some Christmases where we went without. It's not a big deal. It doesn't bother me, but you know, uh, there was, I think, three Christmases where a random family from, like, I don't know how they got a hold of us, like the Salvation Army, maybe they showed up with a huge Christmas for us. Gifts, brought in a meal that they cooked themselves three different times. I remember that. I remember specifically watching them walk in the door. I'm like, oh, wow, this is awesome. We get a Christmas. And then I remember uh, as I got older and I was, like, uh, you know, at about high school age, we were able to do that for three families. I remember my dad even gave them a car. Uh, they were we went to their house. They tried to give us chickens. <laughs> in return like we're, we're so thankful here please take these chickens but dad's like I don't, I, you know, I'm fine I don't have where to put them and so hey that's cool I, I like chickens that's cool but I tell you this story um because you know I had those things run through my head I thought I was too busy you know I thought for a second well really the enemy shot that thought into my head but this guy can't do anything for you but love doesn't expect anything in return it doesn't. God sent Jesus. Jesus was our, just our best example of that. There was this time in the Bible where a man named Barabbas stood before this crowd of people, and Jesus stood on the other side, and this judge was between them, and the people got to pick which person got to walk free. Jesus is perfect. He's never sinned. This other guy had committed sins. He was uh, a char in charge of uh, uprises, uh, rebellions, and things like that, and Jesus knew that this man was going to walk free, and the, the crowd chose that man, the man that God and Jesus knew would never, probably never serve him, never know him, uh, never tell anybody about God, never tithe, never give. But God loved that person so much that he let that person walk free knowing, hey, I know that guy's never, ever going to do anything for me because of love. God is our best example at being outrageously generous with his love for us. Do you believe it? Anybody ever experiencing that before? Check this out. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, out of the New Living Translation, 
It says three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. You know, think about it this way. When you show the love of God to people, they'll never forget it. You know, the scripture says so. It says it lasts forever. It's eternal. People, I thought about this. People remember two things. When they were loved, I mean, they remember a lot of things, but when they were loved and when they were hurt. Does that make sense? I bet everybody could take a second and probably tell me pretty quickly a time when you felt love and a time loved and a time that you felt hurt. Does that make sense? This scripture is saying that love remains. Love is the most important thing. So people will remember your generosity when it comes to love. Does that make sense? So we need to demonstrate God's love to people. Tegan, I know I didn't prepare this to say, but uh, Tegan, you've shared with me before about you have kind of that burden for people at school to really show love to them. And you've told me stories about that. And I think that's super cool. And I want you to keep doing that because I feel like you're a trendsetter in that way. And when you were up here the other night for our student takeover, everyone did phenomenal, by the way. Every, all of our leaders, Pastor Jordan, myself and Morgan, everybody was impressed with you guys. You seriously did good. It makes me feel good that the future is really bright for you guys and that you're getting it and you're understanding. But I think you did exceptional. And I think there's um, a gifting. I don't know exactly how to say it. I, I couldn't put it into words, but I think there's something special in your future along of what you were talking about, being a leader, being an example, people following you, because I think you're a leader. Boom, said it. <laughs> so, we're, you know, we, we talked about not just telling people about God's love, but showing them. Who's ever been to, <laughs> this is my, okay. Speaking of Walmart, I was there the other day. Listen, I'm not trying to prophesy over that place, but that place is probably going to go downhill because their customer service is terrible. My goodness, you ask somebody a question, they look at you like, why are you here? You know, I'm like, dude, you work here, help me. So uh, telling people about God's love versus showing them, it's like you walk in like, hey, man, I'm trying to go home and like whip up like a mayo and sardine sandwich and I need to know where to buy that stuff and the guy's like oh yeah dude so like take like 20 steps like that way and see that little end cap it's like right there like a few inches away turn right and I don't know it's like aisle 70 or like seven I don't really know somewhere over there that's kind of like telling people about the love of God but then you get the people you walk in it's like hey I'm trying to make a sardine and mayo sandwich come on help me out and he's like let me show you and he takes you there doesn't, don't you love that when you go to a store and you're like, hey, I've never been here before. Okay, I'm going um, to an airport soon. And as soon as I walk in the airport, I look some, for someone with a vest on. Here's my flight itinerary. I have no clue where I'm going. Take me there. And they always do. And it's always worked. I love that kind of service. It's, it, that makes me feel so much more comfortable. And, like, I don't have to go searching for anything. Someone took me and showed me the way. Does that make sense? So rather than just telling people about God's love, let's show them. Does that make sense? Are you going to do it? Promise? Good. So listen, tonight we talked about being outrageously generous with our time and talents, our resources, and our love. Are you going to do these things? Please do them. Hey, our church is growing and it's moving forward. It's progressing. There's a lot of exciting things happening, but we need everyone, including myself, all of our leaders, all of our students. Everyone needs to come up. Everyone needs to step up. We need to do these things. We, not, we don't need to just say, yeah, dude, I'm all in. Yeah, I agree. Amen. No, we need to be all in. We need to act like we're all in. Are you with me? Remember we did all in last week? Okay, we don't have to do it again. But are we still all in? You guys didn't forget about it since last week, did you? Like, oh, we did that? Yeah, we did that. Okay, that's all I have for tonight. Let's pray. Lord, thank